Welcome to the second episode, season three, Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Coming to you straight from out of... What? No, stop shaking your head, Rob. Rob Brooks. Oh, as soon as you started the thing, it sounded like you were underwater, and then it got choppy. Yep. Uh, Sound like the mic was in your. Like if you could hear what we were hearing, you'd be shaking your head too. Well, look, there's nothing. There's nothing I can do right now, and everything about that. Who is that in the background? We're gonna stop with all the (laughs) all the references. Yeah. And I'm just gonna say, Rob Brooks from New Jersey, Gene Hopkins, and Grant Lancaster from Detroit, Michigan. Gene Hopkins from Atlanta, Georgia, by way of California, by way of the world. Welcome to Morning Trouble. Oh, she got company. Malaysia's favorite show. Yes. No. Anyway, fellas, what's happening? What's good? We're going to jump right into it today and get right into the topics of conversation, which are numerous and many, because just like the world, it's very convoluted right now. I don't want to start with where everybody else usually goes, which is the orange one. And, um, of course, we've been going through a lot of stuff with the last couple of weeks with banks, so I think I'm going to jump off right there. And we've seen some savings and some banks that have uh, recently crashed, new banks that have speculated a lot in cryptocurrency. And a lot of people are feeling a certain way about the bailouts that have happened. Um, Any of you guys feel any certain way? Do you feel like we should have let those banks crash? Because in a true capitalistic system, you take risk. Those risks don't work. You lose your money. So a lot of people are feeling a certain way about this. What do you think? It's been a long time since we were truly a capitalist society, so this ain't shocking. Right. Like there's always been welfare for the rich, and it will continue. Yeah. Socialism. They all, they all say that they're against socialism until their ass is in a bind, and then they reach out to the collective for some help. Yeah, poor poor people take risks. Rich people don't take risks. Mm. Gene, anything? Yeah, fuck them banks, man. Who cares? Well, who cares if they get bailed out? Well, the interesting. <laughs> you know, just keep the facade. Let's keep the facade going. Goddammit! So I'm talking about till the train comes completely off the tracks. Well, the so in- let, tell that band, tell that band to keep fucking playing. Titanic reference I like that one That's how I feel Listen um, People have felt the different ways I saw one guy that said that Very simply They didn't bail out the bank They bailed out all of the depositors Who were invested more than $250,000 in the bank Those are the people that they actually bailed out and that the bank itself is still going to be in trouble. It's still going to face problems. One of the banks, I believe, they paid out bonuses the day before. And then they said they were scheduled bonuses, but we know how that works. We've seen that game plan over and over and over again with companies. When they're going bankrupt, the executives get the golden parachute and the employees get the shaft. 
So are we going to continue to just, um, I guess there's really not a choice. The one thing that, that, that I always find interesting about this is when people start saying, oh, that damn Joe Biden or that damn Donald Trump. Yeah, don't most people realize that those things, these things are not bipartisan. These are not bipartisan decisions. They're decisions that are made by the government because the government is wholly owned by 1% of the people who own this country. Would you guys disagree with that? I'm in lockstep with you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing to really disagree with in that statement right there. I mean, you know, you don't keep the, you don't keep, you don't take care of the people who donate to your campaigns. You don't get reelected. Mm. So... Whatever they want, whatever they need. Well, yeah. our ele- this is well. You talk about you don't get reelected. It's kind of the short sightedness. We've had election reform been on the has been on the menu for the past twenty, thirty years in the United States, and it never gets passed. And the reason why it never gets passed is because as soon as it doesn't get passed, then those people become uncontrollable. So. Do you think that election reform would be something that could actually help help this, especially with the large systemic reform, systemic reform? election reform is like election reform is just like changing the curtains on the fucking, you know, windows and shit like I, you know, we got blue curtains now instead of yellow curtains. You know, the system is deeply corrupt. Yeah, it's like uh, election reform is like. uh, Food choice on the Titanic. <laughs> Gene, were you, we need more rafts. Gene, were you were you watching? We need the, more rafts. Were you man. watching the Titanic before you came <laughs> on his show? Because that's the second Titanic reference you've made in the past like ten minutes. That's because it's the that's the first thing I think of when I think of somebody, uh, you know, chirping about uh, the president. Either Biden, Trump, or anything being responsible for this, that, and the other, <laughs> as if it's like the president was. I'm going to be evil now, you know, <laughs> and then start doing all this <laughs> shit just so that. I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know. I mean, it, I think you know the whole experiment is the Titanic. I mean, can you agree you know? that they're all they're all complicit in this? I mean, let's just like just call it what Hell it is. Yeah. They're all complicit. They're all complicit. And there's and there's no. There's but they're all no complicit order. in everything, though. Yeah. That's the the, the bottom line is that they're complicit in everything. And now now well, it may not be, be right, and, and it may not. You know this this particular guy may be outside of this particular argument, but on on the whole, they moving in lockstep with each other. Yeah. I can see if you're all bought into the same system, then you have to be in lockstep at some point. Right. It's not like yeah. one side is pitching a. Com- Completely different way of doing things. They're all cut. They're all they're all they're all talking the same thing. It's just you know, like our center does. Our center stays on the block while your center might flash up to the to the free throw line every once in a while. Right. But you know, we we basically run in the same offense and shit. It's all Princeton. You know, mm-hmm. The game's all the same. It's all Princeton. Who made it to the Sweet Sixteen? <laughs> by the way, congratulations to Princeton. 
Mm-hmm. You smart ass motherfuckers, as if you don't have enough yeah, advantages. My boy T Max getting the yeah. I got him. On, uh, I got him taking a swift L in the first game. <laughs> as, as if you motherfuckers, yeah, they made it. As if those motherfuckers don't have enough advantages. Now they go into the Sweet Sixteen. Congratulations, Princeton. You spoiled white bread motherfuckers. When all, when all the best play, all the best players are already in the NBA. So it's the intramurals now. That's the truth. Watching that, watching that, <laughs> yeah. watching the NCAA basketball game now is just like it's a snooze fest to me. It's like a whole bunch of players that are really on the same level. How could you ever get a bracket? You might as well just grab your bracket and just fill out anything you want in it, because there really aren't that many like elite teams, quote unquote, in college basketball. It's hard to do that now with the, with the new rules. It's hard to it's hard to put together an elite team. You know, the transfer portal, it's killing college basketball. Transfer portal, NIL, killing college basketball. NIL is... Killing it. NIL is... That was a great... Well, what you say? It's killing... Name, name image, and likeness. The, the ability of players to generate money for name, image, and likeness. It, it, it's definitely going to be a reshaping, but I don't know if anybody's going to like the shape that comes out at the end. Uh, you know, Temple's head coach just walked out. I don't know he walked out. He was probably pushed out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Temple is the perfect example. Like, there's six Division One schools in Philadelphia. They're never going to get NIL money like that. Like, you know, schools where the Ain't school no is the center of everything. <laughs> well, no car the there, there are five other division. There are five other Division One schools: an NBA team, a Major League Baseball team, an NFL team, Major League Lacrosse, Major League Soccer. They're trying to get in a WNBA squad here. Like, there's too many other places to put your money right. than some 18, some 19-year-old kid. Like, none of it matters that much in Philadelphia. It's not like, say, you go to North Carolina. They ain't shit else around University of North Carolina except Duke. Right. You know, that's it. If you want entertainment on a Saturday night, what's going on on the campus or can we drive to Greensboro? Is there somebody playing at the arena in Greensboro? Those are your choices. So everybody's behind the team. Everybody's behind the school. Right. You know. I hear that about TCU. Ain't shit else to do in that town. There's a lot of, there's a lot of places like that, man. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to have, you know, UK. Then people have been trying to give them kids money forever. And now they're allowed to. So them kids are going to have everything they want. So are you going to go to... Maybe a school in a, in, a, in a city that's not as glamorous, but pick up 50K a year and some food and whatever. Or are you going to go to Temple where, you know, if you're lucky, you get a couple sandwiches, you know, for your posts or whatever. Like you, get, you get some free sandwiches at the Owl's Nest after games. <laughs> you know, the other thing is, no too, I think the NBA is going global and, and, and they really, they're not concerned with uh, stuff like the NCAA tournament. Uh, because it's it's global pickings right now, and this and there's some European ball players, man. They've been playing with with grown men since they was fourteen, fifteen. They, they, they look a whole lot uh, uh, better to a to a NBA team than some of these college players. I would imagine. I think that and I they think also got different attitudes like, coming in too. I think that a player like Giannis is kind of like the future of the NBA in a large way. You've got a lot of people, you've got a lot of these African countries where there's uh, very talented, critically talented individuals 
that are just waiting to be developed in different countries and in different places. And a guy like Giannis, who doesn't have the same animus towards the United States, the people towards the United States, it's almost as if they're more... Yeah, I wouldn't say that um, Giannis is racially unaware. He Nothing about him has made me think that he's racially unaware. He does talk about his time in Greece and the racism that he experienced sometimes when he was coming up in Greece and him and his family were coming up in Greece. But at the same time, it's not the same type of story. It's like, I think what we're seeing is like we're kind of... It's very interesting in the NBA when you talk about a guy like Kyrie Irving as opposed to a Giannis, um, I can't even, I can never say his last name, but Kyrie Irving versus Giannis. Kyrie Irving is a guy who started off on his yacht um, with nothing but 50 white girls on his yacht, you know, and years later, now he's posting up from Negroes to Hebrews. That's a personal growth that he went through that he's adjusted his thought processes and his ideas that now he's more he's more aware of his surroundings and everything whereas that other thing not saying that there's anything wrong with him having 50 white girls on a boat but there's a certain amount of awareness that comes along with that type of growth that makes you understand that maybe there might be something problematic that I'm just making these decisions based upon race strictly alone and you know, maybe he's gone had, too far. Uh, who had that on the boat? Kyrie. Kyrie used to date nothing but... Kyrie used to date... Everybody's trying to recreate the big pimping video, man. Yeah, but listen, Kyrie used to... Yeah, right. Kyrie used to date nothing but those, but them. And that's where he took a lot of flack. Because people were saying that, how can you go from this dude to this dude? You know, now he's wearing a koofy cap. On the other hand, he used to be that. But you know what? We all grow, and this is the man that he has grown into being and becoming. And because of that, because of who he's grown into being, his next contract is kind of in doubt. Where it's going to come from, the number of years, is it going to be a max? It's got nothing to do with whether or not he's playing because he's he's balling his ass out. He's showing his ass off. He's showing up every, every night. That's not what's going to determine that. Public opinion is going to determine that. And America looks at a guy like Giannis and they say, this is the type of guy that, this is the type of athlete we want representing our city. He shows up every day, he works his ass off, and he loves being here and he's just grateful for being here. And then an interesting thing came up. Yeah, but in, a, in the politicized environment that we live in, like Kyrie's taking some stances that, you know, when you, when you plant your flag in that soil... You know, you got you got to take the shit that comes with it. If you want to, if you want to tell everybody that the earth is flat, you got to ride. You got to ride the shit that comes with that. And I like, can't disagree with you that. know. If you want to say, if you want to say that you don't want to get vaxxed, if you say that you don't want to get vaxxed in that politically charged environment that we were in with that president and the way that everything became, you know, about manipulation and control, you got to ride that out. Well, I can, and I definitely don't disagree. You know, freedom with of that. speech does not mean freedom of consequences. No, I, I don't. I definitely dis- don't disagree with that, but. See, what I'm peeping is like Jalen Brown's situation up in Boston. Jalen Brown came up a couple of days ago when he said, listen, there's a certain amount of people in the Boston area that are part of the Celtic family that no matter what I do, they're not going to feel me. 
they're going to say X, Y, they're going to take everything that happens and they're going to attribute it to my, to my personality and my quality. It's not the exact quote that he said. Someone would have to pull up the exact quote, but it was something about, he said, it's not, I'm not indicting the whole Celtic nation, but there is a part of that. Probably the descendants of, it's Boston. Yeah, probably the descendants of those guys that, it's shit, America. that shit on Bill Russell's bed in his house after he won the championship. Okay, so this is like, so I look at the dichotomy, and we were, like, we were talking in the Nets group, and these guys were like, oh, well, Jalen Brown is, he sounded like he may not sign. He may come to the net. You know, we should go after him. And I'm like, nah, Nets ain't going after him because they just got rid of Kyrie Irving because he was, quote, unquote, problematic. They didn't like that social, those social issues. So I don't see them moving towards that. So it's like what I'm looking at with the NBA with all of these things but, with but, these but players. But Kyrie took money. stands on like Go ahead. Kyrie went out on the edge though. He Kyrie did. went out on the edge though. Like that's not Kyrie wasn't just normal social issues. Like Kyrie went out on the edge and Kyrie sat out most of a season. You know. Yeah, because yeah, he took a stand and he sat out most yeah, of the tag, season. Jaime town. You take like, Jaime town. <laughs> and then at the end he took a shot at Jaime Town, but like <laughs> he, 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 you know, to a lot of people who are never going to be in that position, all they know is, you know, and most people would think if somebody is going to give you that kind of money, you do what the fuck they ask you to do. Pretty much. If somebody's paying you that kind of money. Show your ass up, get the shot and play. Your job is to help the Nets win. You out there politicking and talking about government control. That's bullshit. Get your ass on the court and play, man. We buying tickets to watch you play. That's that's where we are. I that's f- where we are. You got you got to be a palatable Negro in order to get in order to keep that money. You know what I'm saying? And 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 these and all these all these European players that are coming over here with not necessarily as much talent, but are much better fundamentally. You know what I mean? They they're not the highlight kind of player, but much better fundamentally, much more sound in terms of playing with a, in a, under a team concept. You know. Um, you know these 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 young cats, and and not to mention the shit with uh, you know how they're being priced out of just playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? If you if you were inner city kid, it's a lot of pricing out of playing basketball now. You know where you hey, gotta hey, you gotta be on the AAU be team, the you gotta be able to travel. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot going on, man. So when you see somebody like Kyrie or like John Morant or you know whatever that's that's you know that made that money and now they starting to wild out. You know it's it's you know, for every for every one of them, that's when you see you're gonna see two more European, Chinese, what whatever other nationality, you're gonna see two more players come in and take them spots that these young cats on the street should have. Do you think that American players that lose their jobs that way should feel gypped? Oops. I'm sorry, did I say gypped? I have to apologize yeah, for racist. that. I have to apologize for that because yeah. that's racist. Okay, because yeah. now I'm talking about so now I'm talking about Europeans in a different way, and nomads and things of that nature. And I had a big problem with that thing. You know, um, Whoopi Goldberg, she, of course, had to come back. She didn't, it, They didn't waste any time with that one. She said something like that earlier in the show. How many were you guys were aware of the term gypped being a being a um, slur to people who were what? Egyptian? Gypsies. Or, oh, Gypsies. gypsies. Oh, gypsies. Well, I thought it might be Egyptians. Oh, uh, gypsies. 
Oh, I was wrong. I got interested. I got it. I got an interested gypsy story for you. Oh, oh is that no- gypsy just mean like nomad though? Gypsies uh, are nomads. No, actually, uh, it's a crew. Uh, I mean, there's, that, there's people that call mean? themselves. I don't know. There's people that like that's an ethnicity for some people, ain't it? Well, they're very. They're a very proud group of people who um, have traditionally been known for taking advantage of other communities. And running confidence games five. and things of that nature. Five figure discounts. Five figure discounts, <laughs> and you no. know, believe it or not, those are the only people I believe that weren't descended from Africa. <laughs> no, okay, I'm just saying that. But listen, like my whole thing was like this whole word origin thing is out of control. I think pretty much any word that we have that's a derogatory word has a has a um, ethnic base somewhere along the line and what what it struck to me when they said that the first thing that came to my mind and y'all saw it I posted it on my page or you may not may not have seen it but I was like you know so why are we calling people thugs then why are we calling people thugs and insulting the Indian culture and Indian people because thugs are based upon a group of Indians called thuggies who were known to basically befriend people and strangle strangle the travelers and bury their bodies and steal everything that they have. So every time every time you call someone a thug, aren't you aren't you insulting this this rich Indian culture as well? But nobody ever thinks about that. When when did we start respecting Indian culture? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. When did like, we start? Uh, that, 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 the, re- the reason yeah. the reason why nobody's bitching about that is because that is a group without a voice, right? Just like niggas, Blissfully. they got a voice. But I mean, the, all right. I be I, I, every time I go to the damn sitco, one of them talk to me. <laughs> listen, I love. Listen, I I worked every with. T- <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't sure which group you were talking about that. <laughs> Because there's probably there's probably a guy outside selling meat, and that's one group. And then there's a guy inside who owns the store, and that's another group. Right, right, right. He's, usually, usually, his, usually his usually his incompetent nephew working there. Oh, right. it'll be there. Right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna invoke Ann Coulter right now, famous right wing pundit who said who says gets damn near everything culturally as far as I'm concerned um, wrong damn near everything culturally but who I actually who actually gets this one right when she says that you can't con- you can't compare the word the n-word the word nigger to any other word in any other culture and everything because it doesn't have the type of weight it doesn't have the same history or whatever and I just find it yeah that's like, a word I just find this word in South Africa Kaffir, kind of yeah, right. Okay, so we'll we'll I, get into that. Kaffir, but listen, if I I'm looking at it like this, you know, why is it that every time one of these words that are questionable in usage that are you uh, that are used by a black person in speech, why is it the black person that gets dragged? You're not dragging any white people for calling people thugs, which is by far worse to me than Jip which no one even knows what the fuck the origin is if you think about the word gypsy if you think about the world getting gypped you don't automatically think about 
nomadic tribes or whatever, you think about somebody fucking getting over on you. Am I wrong? Yeah. Well, that's just because we've used it so often and for so long. Yeah. Like, You're wrong. Gypsies it's too probably left always pissed right off now. about it. You know, Gypsies probably always pissed off about it. Yeah. They ain't got no voice, so fuck them. Come on. That's how the world feels about that there. We've used the word thug forever. They have a certain feeling. If you're Jewish... That, that group doesn't have a voice either. Yeah, if you're Jewish, the word would be... The word that would probably get the hair on your back up would be shyster. Right? That's that's a word that yeah. you, know, you probably... Right. Yeah, but you that. hear that being used and nobody apologizes for using that word. Is that really a shyster? Shyster? Well, what you call it? They, they, in certain circumstances you will hear them get their back up about that you will right but we but Certain circumstances but listen, you will hear that community get their back up about that word oh yeah definitely and they and they have a right to let far let far kind of say it right you exactly. know what it is <laughs> believe it you know what the, you know what the inflammatory word for white people is broke <laughs> <laughs> That's a rare triple bite. You're getting the flyby. That's only for 1% of them. You called me. What, even the, the broke ones don't want to be called broke. Even, even the ones who are broke don't want to be identified as broke. They don't want to be called broke. Goddamn. That's, that's, why, that's a lot of our problems because they think they deserve better than everybody else. Right. But the oh, word, yeah. how, is that, how does that brown person have this when I don't have that? Listen, the word shyster, though, we've even got a word for it. It's shysty. For black, if you're black, you say the word shysty. You know, he's a motherfucker shysty, mm-hmm. right? We don't think about it in terms of, right. yeah. uh, in terms of it being like a negative. Always, no one yeah. is saying that about, <laughs> yeah. so, no one's thinking about Jewish people when they call somebody shysty. Nobody's thinking about a, nobody's thinking about a group of nomads when they call. This is my point. Every negative derogatory term has a basis in some type of cultural background. When is this shit going to stop? Here's the thing, though. The arrogance of you to think that I'm talking about you in my speech, right? If I if so, if if I say if I say Gene was a shyster, and some Jewish motherfucker was to get mad, the arrogance of you to think that I'm even considering fucking Jews when I say what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 talking about this right here. I'm not talking about y'all motherfuckers. Not even think about you. I mean, it's it's. But if at one point, but if at one point all shysters were Jewish, can you ever use the word and not be referencing back to that? But all shysters at one point, were never at one Jewish. Point, at, one, at one point in time, yeah, they were because that's that word comes from that you know from that culture. Yeah, you know, it was it was a word which was referred to people in that culture. It wasn't, called, nobody nobody was going on an African culture. Uh, nobody on an African culture, continent going. That guy kind of shysty. How do we know that? How do we know that? How do we know that that the, that the Jews weren't referring to, that the Jewish people weren't referring to people outside of their community as shysters? They could have. They could have. You know we what I mean? Would, it could it could be a what's Yiddish? It could be it could be it could be a, a, a derivative of some Yiddish word or whatever. We would need Heist, a better Heist. we would need better language than the ones that we have on the show today to actually get to the bottom of that history. I can tell you that. You know, but yeah. it's definitely I mean, I'm a just, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, well, I'm not saying that I'm right, but I'm saying that we don't know. You know what I mean? And that's and that's a lot of, to me, that's a lot of what the, what the problem is. A lot of problem with the world is that motherfuckers present, uh, they present shit as facts 
when they really don't know. They're, they're making a good guess, you know. Right. And okay, yeah, you can make a good guess. I mean, but I mean, as a, as a person who gambles, I make good guesses all the time, in my opinion. But you know, clearly, I'm still gambling. So it's just a matter of whether you know, or not my, you... shit, my shit is like fifty fifty. It really is just a matter of whether or not you believe what's being said to you. I had an interesting experience today just rolling, yesterday, just rolling through my TikTok feed. Something that I find myself, I understand why TikTok is so addictive. And I understand why people want China out of, and TikTok out of the world because it's really uncontrollable. But going through my feed, I saw a university that was being run by one of my former employers in the real estate business. And it was really interesting because everything that you see on television with these people that are getting these populist point of views, the government is out to get you. I can tell you exactly what happened. And I'm explaining fractional banking. What he was doing in this video was he was making his assumption based upon what happened in 2006. And we're going to have a good laugh at this because I'm going to tell you exactly what the video was about. In 2006, he said what they did was all these bankers and these rich people that are way above you that get all this money, they borrowed all this money and they did it using the dream, utilizing the dream of home ownership, because that's the American dream, because that's what they tell you that you need to do, right? So they made money off of this, and the mortgage companies could go out and they could write these papers, and they, they all folded, and these banks folded, and you didn't get anything out of it. You didn't get any money out of this, but these bankers, they got all this money, and then they moved forward, and they got this money, and fractional banking is you borrow, they borrow $100,000 for you, or $1,000 for you from the Federal Reserve, and fractional banking allows them to take that and borrow 100 times that amount of money, and then they take that money and they put it into bonds, and you don't get any money from that. They get all of that money, and then when they come and foreclose on your house, they didn't pay you any of the money. They gave you the banks all, all that money, and this is what it's all about and everything, and I'm watching this video. And I nearly cracked the fuck up. I didn't know whether to, like, my jaw dropped. I didn't know whether to crack the fuck up or, or to, like, cry or whatever. Because I went to the comment section and people were saying, I wish this guy was my teacher. I wish I would have learned this. They should have taught me this. My parents should have taught me this information. Bro, in 2006, when the market crashed, that motherfucker owned a mortgage company. He owned a mortgage company. When they crashed and people made money, the the mortgage guys didn't have to pay anything back and took X, Y, and Z. It was him. When they started doing short sales and they flipped and everything, he partnered with one of the biggest crooks in the mortgage business to move on to his next business. But he's out here. The reason why it's so fucking sad and why it's so dangerous is because that guy owes me $5,000 today. That makes sense. I was wondering... This motherfucker owes me (laughs) $5,000. 
He's up they here telling people. He's right up now. here telling people. No, but he's sitting up here telling people that he is above the law, that he is the guy that you're supposed to trust. And at the end of it, he goes, oh, you know, if you need your lending needs or whatever, give me a call. I'm available. I looked at the numbers on the video. The numbers on the video are in the hundreds of thousands. They have no idea who they're fucking talking mm-hmm. to. And these are the people that are stepping forward and are putting all these things. I'm not going to put his name out there because I'm not going to put him on blast like that. I'm just not going to do that. I don't do that. My way, of, my way of getting even is like walking away. He lost more money by me walking at that point in time than he would than he would have gained from that money. So it's like, as far as I'm concerned, it's like whatever and everything. I'm only using him as an example because I know his character. And I know his quality. Look, man. Look, man. They, 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 you know what? You know what old Barnum said? Shit. They got people in other countries work diligently all day, every day, looking for suckers. <laughs> he ain't no different. <laughs> right. 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 These people are eating no they, every minute. They are sopping yeah. this shit up like a biscuit. They are sopping it up like a biscuit, bro. I'm reading the comments and I'm like, yo, this motherfucker's gonna have an issue. They always have though. I'm telling you. Yo, the America is has always been ripe for any type of uh instructional, motivational, fringe finance, expertise. Chicanery. Uh I mean because yeah, because America, because everybody envisions uh, success, you know, mm-hmm. in a very similar way, having all this money and this and that, and they and they will pay for shortcuts because that's what every that's what all these people are offering. If someone is charging for the, their information, they're saying their information is a shortcut somehow, <laughs> and that's the that's the thing in it. Mm, I right, I tell every one of them multi-level people still approach me and I be like, yo, man, I believe, yeah, I believe it works. I tell them, bro, I believe it works. Right. Right. But, but I'm not willing to do it. Yeah, I'm not willing to do what it takes. <laughs> so right. just scratch me off the list. <laughs> yeah, it definitely works. If you, if you, in, if you first. Yeah, yes. Yes. Or you put a hundred hours in a week, whatever. Yeah, you, you know, first. you can get it going. You know, I mean, but but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not doing none of that shit. Most Americans don't get that. It's you not know? about not being a part of. It. If you want to be that person that's like living that lifestyle, lavish uh, yachts, jet planes, things like that, and everything, you can actually achieve it by being a part of a pyramid. It's just that you have to be the one that starts the pyramid. If you don't start the pyramid and then right. sells it, yeah, you still got to sell it. It just don't. It ain't no machine that goes by itself. It's a whole lot of selling that's got to be done. Mm-hmm. Even the person that starts it, you know, they, they usually those are some of the best salespeople. They have For sure. They have the stick to itiveness to 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 get that thing going, get that engine going where where that money machine start printing for them on a monthly basis. Then all they got to do, man. Put a shiny suit on and go up on that goddamn stage and do the electric boogaloo for people. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, a cash cowboy. The amount of conferences and shit that goes on with this type of shit. I mean, they always got a conference somewhere and, and six or seven 
executive level or whatever, whatever the term is that they call them, six or seven of these jokers out there, and they made, you know, $3 million last year and got the car and all that. Right. Was, like, dog, throw me out, right. people. <laughs> exactly. I used to, man, I, I'm talking about, I was in Amway, man. You couldn't tell me shit. I was a cable, I was a goddamn cable installer driving around in a goddamn cable van listening to Amway cassettes. And mm. all they were, I didn't know it till later, was sales cassettes, you know, mm. that, that they forced mm. you to buy. And, you know, uh, man, but, but I was like, yo, this got to be the way. That's why there's so many people that's in that man's uh, seminar and everything. That's why it's going to work, because... Broke it's gonna work. Gonna it's, stop paying for shortcuts. It's working for it's working for him. Rob, you are you Rob? on? Are you on? Are you, you on? It, Rob. Rob, go ahead. Are you saying something? That that sweet breath, that, that sweet breath spray that they had, that was good, man. Yeah, that banaka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody in that bitch be spraying too. <laughs> Yo, man. Yes, <laughs> I had ten thousand dollars extra. At East, for the East Junior High, man. We all had one in our pocket. Oh, yeah, we man. had a banaka blast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, look, he's yeah. to me. I I think it's like I thought it was brilliant marketing for as far as um, getting leads. He's his own lead generation, and you know what? We had conversations about stuff like that. He actually started that when we were there. I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna knock him. You know what I'm saying? I don't knock him. But I don't knock people like that because I think that people that generally the population has to be smart enough to recognize when you're being taken for a ride. And if you're not smart enough to be, to recognize that you're being taken for a ride, then, well, you know, that's just Darwin's law right there. You don't deserve that. I always come back to in a a country without financial education as a part of its basic core curriculum, how half these motherfuckers supposed to know? Mm. Right. Like, seriously. Like you don't have if you don't have financial education as part of your core, like it's not like it's a core tenant of our education. Like you got to go seek that out hard. Mm. It's easy for people to get ripped because, you know, they just want a piece. Yeah, I can't knock them. I can't knock them for that. Go ahead. Yeah, a lot of people just trying to make it to tomorrow, man. That's it. Just trying to make it to tomorrow. And let's and let's change the subject. So yeah, and let's get into tomorrow too. Maybe holding signs. Let's get into tomorrow. We're going to talk about tomorrow's court cases. AI attorneys right now, they're replacing regular attorneys for a lot of people. I don't know if you've read about this or you've heard about this, but you can actually hire an AI attorney for things that are non-court related to handle your case for stuff that doesn't involve going into the courthouse and seeing a judge so you can work with AI to actually write your brief for you, do everything to actually argue your case for you even and this is the new way of the legal world for a lot of attorneys but of course there's a case and in the case, I'm not so sure about what the parameters are, so if I get this wrong, don't hold me up on it. There's a case where the creator of this AI terminology, because he's not an attorney, somebody brought up a lawsuit against him, and he wanted to actually use the AI in court to argue his case. And the judge said, no, if you do that, then you're actually going to be, I'm going to find you guilty for the offense, which is like... um 
which is punishable for up to nine years as well as a fine. And I found it interesting that they found a way for the attorneys, basically, they have it, they're allowing AI to help attorneys so they can actually do all this pre-work for your case, but at the same time, they're not going to stop you, they're not going to cut off the original attorney who is going to have to go in and cut the, they're not going to stop that lifeline from going in. And it's something I pointed out to people for over 20 years. When the business thing was going big and we were all arguing on Facebook, I used to tell people, like, listen, you're watching these businesses, but the real juggernaut is the courthouse. Because they were over here in the courthouse and they're building these extra buildings and they're building these, they have all these different places and everything is fines. The city of Ferguson, when they had that report, they found out that that city was being run by fines of black people. But I find it interesting that the courts are basically shutting down AI from do, from actually getting there and arguing the courts because it's going to take too much of a pie. Whereas on the other side of things, I know someone that's actually working in the AI business that knows they're going to get fired because that works in the IT business that knows they're going to get fired in a few months and they're waiting for the axe to fall six figure job and they know it's coming anytime within the next three to six months because they're being rendered obsolete so the courts can stop AI from actually getting at their jobs but they can't even stop AI from getting at IT and we already know what it's done with manufacturing. We already see what it's trying, what they try to do with the trucking industry. We're making these trucks that drive themselves and everything. Do you think mm-hmm. that this AI situation with the attorneys is actually going to be the first begin the beginning of drawing a line between AI usage and the future and controlling no, wages? Here's the deal, right? Here's the deal. The people who run the courts, who sits, at the, who sits in the front of the courtroom? The judge. What's a judge? And it's a, a lawyer. lawyer. They're protecting their own ass. Truck drivers don't run trucking companies. Corporations right. do. So True. they're protecting their profits. The truckers ain't got shit to do with it. Like, the courts are catching their own ass because they're all lawyers. They're all in it together. Yeah, the, the, yeah. AI, they're the upholding AI their system. I'd the rather AI have AI. Paralegal. <laughs> I'd rather the have AI. AI than a damn lawyer. The, the, yeah, the AI is replacing the paralegal. paralegal. It's replacing the people who do the, the, the hourly wages to do the research. Right, right. Because a, a, a lawyer, a lawyer's job is to spin the best story. So you take this. I get the facts, and like, so me and Rob are the two attorneys. I, I got the facts. Rob got the facts. Whichever one of us can spin the best story out of this group of facts, that's the winner. Yeah, so so the attorney is always going the attorney is always going to be a useful piece because you need somebody to figure out how to tell the lie within the truth okay to admit the pertinent facts to help your story shine right you got to win with case law and, and it take and, and AI can expedite finding appropriate information or uh, what do they call it relevant yeah uh, or what do they call it a, a useful you know uh case law Precedence. relevant oh yeah, yeah like relevant. research yeah. yeah doing the research in that yeah yeah like i said that's that's the paralegal though yeah exactly that's the paralegal but and shit man if they can find that they can find some great a Oscar-worthy, award-winning fucking arguments that have already worked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit, you know? 
True. It, it didn't tell you how to say that shit, you know, so that it's effective. But the if point you do is, all that, I'll take it. But the point is, for, <laughs> the future, attorney. for the future of jobs, where AI is basically coming in and it's attacking everything, and it's allowing companies and big business to actually cut their payrolls and continually show profits every month. You know, I had a lot of thoughts this week, you know, as far as like even like going back to the pandemic and all of these jobs that people had during the pandemic or all these things that were happening during the pandemic and um, AI basically just coming in here and just like shutting people down from jobs. It's just like there's it's Nobody cried when the when the when the Ford put the blacksmith out of business. Like evolution is evolution. But evolution is going you know, to create think of, all a free huge... time, think of all the free time you're gonna have. Think, think of all the free time you're gonna have. They'll be able to plug that thing in the back of your head, like I always say, the matrix is gonna be a documentary soon. Right. Because everybody's just gonna be on TikTok and the machine's gonna be doing the work. Because it, you're not gonna be there's not gonna be access to there's not going to be a necessity for access to certain things for certain people. This is what this whole dumbing down is about. It's like we're slowly being walked into the system, and there's nothing that can really be done to stop it, I don't see at this point, because people are so busy separating themselves over... We're still arguing over drag drag story hour, which is like absolutely ridiculous. Like Common sense would tell you you don't have a drag show for little kids. And everything. Common sense would just tell you that. That's just to me, in my opinion. But I don't live in Greenwich Village, and I don't have these strong like beliefs and everything and feelings about this about the community. That I don't. But I, I definitely don't when, feel when, it's appropriate. When, 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 when the hell? Where, where are these large scale shows, drag shows for kids going on? Because you know, and I heard Colin Joe say something similar to this on SNL. But we grew up in New York. Like it wasn't like drag shows were on every fucking corner. No, yeah, because Carlos like, did. Drag shows were nah, everywhere. Carlos did yeah. Tina Turner. Carlos did Tina oh, Turner yeah. at the oh, talent oh. show. Goddamn, not not I then. <laughs> not then. Right. But, Shout out to my man Carlos. Right. Yeah. I thought I took but, a limo, took a limo to the school he, and everything. But. He was not giving a fuck. <laughs> Listen, my, my problem talk, is you talking about you talking about 30, 35 years ago. You yeah, talking about now. thirty-five years ago but, when it wasn't out there. Now it's out there. Yeah, it's but I, it's not. It's it's not. It's everywhere, and that that community is allowed to stand up and be themselves. But you know, I, my daughter went to an ultra liberal private school. There were no drag shows there. You know, mm-hmm. they they were accepting of everyone. They're Quakers. They were accepting of everyone. They talked about it. If you know, they they she my daughter had more than a few classmates who were sort of becoming gay coming out and blossoming as members of the, of the LBGTQIA community, but there were no drag shows. Like, I just don't know where this, it's, that's fear-mongering. Well, the, the flip side... I honestly side, believe the, that that is fear-mongering. The flip that's side of that... The, helping to push the cause the, along. The flip side of that is DeSantis down in Florida, Florida making it illegal for women to talk about their flows, girls to talk about their flows in class, in conversations about reproduction... And basically taking the whole conversation about reproduction and throwing it out 
So that way, the same way you don't get financial education and literacy, you're no longer going to get sexual education and literacy either. So it's two sides of the same coin. Can I just say that all these cultural wars are just bullshit? And just like kind of put them all in the same fucking ball and just say it's all a bunch well, of bullshit? all to keep us from talking about the shit that really matters. Right. Like, you know, talking about this so one show that's in the, the shit that really matters. I mean, look, if I, if I know that they're going to have a cultural drag show in, at the um, same school where my kid is going, I don't want them to see it because, honestly, it's the way that they're dressed more than anything else. Like, I am not one for, and this is the thing, like, I don't really care if a person is how they identify and everything. I just see people, good, bad, otherwise. There's good, bad, otherwise, in any type of way that you can... You can describe yourself any way you want. That's not going to stop me from defining good, you a, from being an asshole or not chicks. an asshole. <laughs> right. No, but listen, it's not going to stop me from... Just because you, cause you identify as one thing or another, it's not going to stop me from further identifying you as an asshole if you are one. Or as a nice person... If you are that as well, it's just not, it's, it just doesn't occur to me. It just doesn't come into my, it's not my, in my purview. It's not in my, it's not in my thought process, whether you're black or white or Hispanic, other than the natural, like, um, the natural things with it, with types of civilizations where you pay attention. If you're in a neighborhood where people have been known to attack, you know, black people, you better be aware of like what racial group you're around. And those types of things. And those. But other than that, if we're in a normal setting, I'm not fucking checking for that. And once again, I'm checking to find out whether or not you are a asshole or not an asshole. So I have to know how to deal with you. All these, all these little subculture fights that we're having in this world are stopping us from getting to the actual things that we need to worry about and we need to discuss. But, but here's the thing, you know, the majority of people are not having these fucking fights. You know what I'm saying? The majority of people are, are silent on this shit. You know what I mean? It's the same It's the same 10% or whatever percentage of people that are always stirring up shit. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not the same people, but, you know, it'd be, it's... 10% of people that stir up shit. I can agree with that. My problem with it is, though, it's still taking up you. the same... It's still taking up the same 10-20% of the airtime that the majority of people are listening to. Well, it, it has to, though. It has to. Yo, I'm gonna tell you something. Yo, everything... Everything is completely different. And I'm... You know... I went... When I go... And you... Like, in Atlanta, if you... Like, they got drill teams... You know, cheerleading squads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm talking about they got dudes with ponytails on them. That's mm-hmm. like a normal thing, you know. And then, yo, I got a nephew. Yo, his name ain't Noah no more. He say, call him Rosie. Yo, that's mm-hmm. just kind of wild, bro. I mean, yeah. you know, like, I, I, I be thinking about it. I be like, damn, he's the same age as my son. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, it, and we all, we all have we all have relatives or whatever. Different, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's really different right now. Like, but you know, I would say, I, I you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that that I'm I'm thoroughly convinced that you know a young person, a young is relative, but most you know, let's just say 
15 and under 16 and under I'm not I'm not convinced that that uh that they are making concrete decisions at that age that well, you know that that they know exactly they who cigarettes. they are you know what I uh, might can't buy cigarettes they my, can't gamble my answer to that would can't be buy alcohol my answer to right. that would be you know what it's still that's okay I'm actually okay with they that. They choose their, because you they know choose what? their pronoun. No, right no, I think it's okay. Really, at 15, 16 years old, if you want to change your name from Noah to Rosie and everything because you're becoming a little bit more self-aware, you know, I have no problem with that. Just recognize the fact that I also have no problem with at 18, that person goes back to calling himself Noah. And if he does whatever, no matter what their sexual proclivities are or what they how they identify, I have no problem with that because that is you. When you're 15 and 16, that's when we're, we make our first mistakes. That's when we start fucking up. You're not supposed to be right. And that's, the, that's another problem with this world today is that everything is like because with this camera culture and everything, you make one mistake and that mistake is with you forever. Every mistake you make as a young person does not necessarily mean, it does not define who you are. There is no reason for that person to go out there if they make a mistake to go out there and hang themselves or jump off of a bridge. We got to stop telling these kids that that shit's wrong and everything. But at the same time, I'm not going to back off on the fact that I feel like it's um, whatever you want to call yourself is what you want to call yourself. The same way like, yo, I'm not going to get on Russell Wilson for letting Ciara wear that dress to the Grammys because honestly, I enjoy seeing Ciara's naked body and I'm not complaining about it at any point in time. I'm never going to complain about that. Do you understand what I'm saying? She's not coming over. So if I can watch it on TV, I'm okay with that. Yo, you got to... You've been selling ass for 20 years. I mean... That's what I'm saying. Damn. (laughs) No, but it's the truth, though. Rob, what are you You saying? You got your mute on there, Rob. You're talking. That, that's you're... that's her brand. Like he's yeah. not supposed to mess with her with her paper. That's that's yeah. That's what she do. She's what I, she I'm is. Not, I'm not. I'm not mad at her, and I'm not mad at Russell. It I never no, thought. No I never. I never. I never thought Sierra or Beyonce was what everybody think they are. I don't get it, but I, I mean Beyonce a little bit some less. Stunners out there. They Ciara? talented, you know. But Sierra. Mm. Sierra's. Sierra's. Uh. You make a good dog break his leash. Yeah, she can shake I it. A, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like leaving tonight. And she listened to the yeah, show Sierra, and said, I mean, it's Sierra's like, an attractive you know, girl. Okay. She yeah, can do for that. sure. But I mean, the maybe way while she's on vacation in Malaysia, she'll listen. Yeah, People well, maybe. Put them up as the end all be all. Maybe. Well, listen, but I, I seen nah, cats. I think the best point of view. Yeah, the I end all be all is individual, an individual choice yeah. for everybody. Yeah. yeah. I think the best point I saw on that was like... But the fact that people were mad that his wife went out like that, like, come on, man, let that old shit go. Yeah, I saw somebody that said something, he's like, yo, listen. Let let it be herself. There's a chick that looks like Ciara at your local mall that you can't pull right now. And you're talking about you got to tell Ciara what not to wear to the Grammys. You can't even pull the chick that works behind the sales counter that looks like Ciara that you could use, that could probably use your help. 
at this point in time. If you're able to say the right things, you can get that. So you should stop trying to tell Sierra what to wear. I'm not. Listen, people wear what they want to wear. They act. This is what this is what a free country is about. All this internet shit and all these com- all these like you know conversations, even our conversations to a certain point. If you want to say fuck you to anything that we say, you're w- well within your rights. You know what I'm saying? You are Absolutely. well within your rights to do that. You're well within your rights to you know have an opinion on Ciara, but don't tell her to cover up. You know, you know what we haven't mentioned. What's that? And I'm surprised as the John. What? Your boys won the Long Island Championship the other day. Oh yeah, Brentwood basketball, no doubt. Brentwood High School. Brentwood High School. Oh, yeah, I read that. Mm-hmm. The Indians. Yeah. Yep. That was once my life. Was and they're still the boys. Indians, huh? Still the Indians. Still, Indians. still the Indians, man. No hey, voice. Listen. Yeah, I used no voice. I used to have the plastic cups. I used to have the plastic cups with the Indian print. They wore off the little Brentwood cups. Based based upon the demographics down. now, it's a little yeah. bit more true than it was back in the day, though. So we can say that if we were to run genealogy tests, I think we probably come a little bit closer to the actual Indians notoriously now. So that's a good thing. That's because. A lot of brothers, not to, I'm not that just. Ain't what 20, 23 and me say. That's right. They say that the Africans are just Africans. They only gave you what? Sub Saharan. Sub Saharan no, African. Sub Saharan African, that's no. it. Sub Saharan African could have been Tennessee, brother. They just changed it up. I gave him my formula, my death. My, my kill switch formula. Well, you got to remember. I gave it up. Man. You got to remember. You're giving that to the to they who control the information. So they who control the information, the narrative, they can say you're from Sub-Saharan Mexico if you want, if they want. Well, big shout out to Brentwood. I'm always proud of the program, man. But guess what, fellas? We're out of time. From New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. And right now, Florida, Mr. Robert Believe Bruce. Believe Give back some warm temperatures tomorrow. It's been a little bit chilly down here for Florida. Yeah, come on back up, man. It's we'll be happy to have you up north. And down in Atlanta. It was uh, 61 degrees the high today. Oof. Down in Atlanta, where last month's electricity bill was $420. Ah. Mr. Gene Hopkins, dumb K, all day. Hey, do like Teddy Pendergrass. I'll put it in. I'll put it in order after uh, after I get back from spring training to help you know help defray the cost. Yes, sir. There you go. We'll get it yeah. right out for you. And of course, from Detroit, Michigan, <laughs> home of City Wings. Two eight nine six West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some. Come get you some. Satay Wang. Satay. Mr. Grant Lancaster. Fellas, that's it. I'm going to cut it off because, bro, I'm what trying about, to keep what, us what, close no, to no, an no, hour. No big intro for our shadow character? Which shadow character? Like John X's been hiding in the shadows the last couple weeks. Oh, come on, bro. You, motherfucker. Come on, bro. Listen, man. <laughs> Y'all trying to kill me. You're Look killing at the screen, goddammit. You're killing me, bro. There's, there's three me, people bro. on the screen, and then there's an amorphous blob. Listen, man, you guys are killing me. <laughs> Only one of us doesn't have facial features. You're killing me. There you go. There you go. You get to see me before you leave. I turned it oh. on. 
Holla! Born in Trouble. See y'all next week. Come and check us out for our nine episodes. For our nine episode episode, I got a good one planned. Peace.